0: driving it home with patty vasquez patty from global conflicts to greenhouse gases the folks refusing to
1: wear masks Says and politicians getting caught grabbing ass says she's driving
2: it home with patty vasquez
3: it's friday woohoo <laughs> Uh, right, it is Friday. Give me a thumbs up today. okay. Just to make sure I, I didn't jump the gun. I know we had a listener on uh, Tuesday. Think that it was Thursday or Wednesday. I- so you know what? The pandemic time still makes everything seem a little nebulous. So I hope that you are happy, healthy, and safe today. hope that uh, wherever you are, uh, you're pleased with the weather results. <laughs> because we were expecting the, the weather models kept shifting. And uh, the last few days, uh, even Tom Skilling was hesitant to let us know to make any predictions because those weather models were changing. At one point, we were... We were poised to have about four to six inches of snow, and then it was two to four, and then it was possibly one to two, and now there's no snow here. Am I jinxing it? I hope not, because I hate being blamed for that. Uh, Tomorrow it's going to be in the 40s, as well as Sunday. So, And then by, I think Monday, it will be 56 degrees again. It'll drop down again. But I'm grateful for the mild winter we are having, but the uh, emotional roller coaster of you know the glorious uh, feeling we had a couple of days ago when I saw kids out on the basketball court in shorts and t-shirts, you know, tossing the ball around, and uh, and then today it's, it's a little it's a little chilly, but we will. Uh, hey, it's worse. And I have look, I have friends in California <laughs> who moved there specifically because they realized that snow was a choice. And uh, and now they're getting a little slammed out there. I have uh, a lot of friends in Los Angeles who uh, moved out there, obviously for career reasons. But many of them uh, were just very grateful to get away from the cold. Uh, I, I contend that if uh, Chicago did not have the kind of weather that we have, it would be much more crowded. So and. I think one of the bonuses of the predictions for snow was it seemed as though maybe I'm wrong. Maybe where you are, there's a lot of traffic. But uh, it moved pretty well today, so I was very happy with that as well. I was listening to uh, to Richard's show uh, filling in for Jonas Bezito and uh, really fascinated with the conversation he had with the woman that's running in uh, in Woodstock because I, I agree with her. It is charming. You feel good when you go there. It's a really uh, sweet place. We had a, We had a couple of comedy festivals there. In one uh, in 2018 and in 2019, and I got to stay. I got to stay at the Cherry Blossom Inn, which is the bed and breakfast featured in Groundhog Day. And she's right. There's a lot of great locations, uh, a lot of great restaurants and shops. Uh, kind of like really uh, very like boutiques that are specialized in in certain uh, categories. Like whether there's a oh, there's a chocolate place called Ethereal. <sighs> Oh my god, it's so good! Anyway, I am uh, itching to get out to uh, to Woodstock sometime soon and visit my friends out there. And we are coming up at uh, at six o'clock. We're gonna we're gonna take a break again on you know as we do sometimes on Friday. I, I take my uh, I, I take some of the cues and the uh, the way in which Joan has done her show and, and you know sometimes turns on Fridays to uh, to movies. So I'm gonna continue with that uh, occasionally on my show as we do. Sometimes we have our good friend uh, Mike Crowley from YPA reviews join us. Today, we're going to meet Leo Brady, a movie guy. He'll be here at six o'clock. So if you have any questions about movies that are out there, please uh, give us a call or text us about them. Uh, what are you guys seeing as far as uh, th- what's your take on the way this sh- this race is shaping up? Because I'm not uh, I-, I mean, I watched the WGN Morning News and it is wall to wall. Paul Vallis commercials I mean it's a lot a lot of commercials Uh, Brandon's got a couple there I know that he'll be uh, gearing up I know he's uh, you know they always report when somebody has made an ad buy so that uh, he's dropped one of his uh, I think one you know a significant chunk of money on that Paul Vallis has uh, ripped the lid off of uh, personal contributions by donate by contributing one hundred thousand one hundred dollars to his campaign I believe that was reported earlier today and I it's just it's all uh, I I'm I, I'm I follow a couple of writers who are leaning into the narrative of, um, you know, the teachers versus cops. I, I am focusing on the policy. I am, uh, however, uh, aware of some of the tone and the interest that some right wing broadcasters and leaders are having uh, their their sort of uh, their enthusiasm for uh, one of the candidates. I think we all, we all know who that is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens as far as how this shapes up. But a couple of uh, things that uh, I noticed, I, there's a writer who pointed out that, you know, because we are talking about these two choices that we have, um, law and order and uh, social you know social equality and uplifting communities and investing in people, that uh, had we had ranked choice voting, people might not think that we or perceive it as these two extremes because you would have been able to rank them, and who knows how that would have turned out. I also, it would have been nice to have that for my neighborhood, for anybody and anyone's neighborhood for uh, ranked choice voting to avoid a runoff and for people to feel as though their choice of of candidate uh, is uplifted by everyone participating in it and being able to rank who they would want. Instead, we have a runoff. Uh, We're still waiting. At one point, Alderman Jim Gardner in the 45th Ward was only five votes shy. Of Well, but the thing was, we still have to wait for the mail-in ballots. But numerically, he was only five uh, five votes away from being able to say it was a simple majority, but again, ahead of mail-in votes. And some of those are coming in. And uh, as you would imagine, it's starting to uh, increase uh, that distance from 50 plus one. I think about 50, vote. Bo- uh, he's now 50 votes away. So we'll see how that shapes up. Uh, what's on your mind today? Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight is the number to call and join our conversation. What do you guys think about Walgreens uh, in twenty states deciding that they will no longer be providing the pills that to help women who are terminating a pregnancy and make that choice, uh, whether it's a Plan B or medication that helps them? With it's it's I I, I will you continue to shop at Walgreens. I, I read that. Governor Pritzker is going to uh, is going to be meeting with Walgreens. Now that's an interesting angle. I got very excited when I heard that because he Walgreens is bending to the pressure of attorney generals from conservative states, right? And Walgreens is stopping the distribution and the, the dispensation of these medications in places where it is still legal to obtain them. So I think it's interesting. If they they were they wilted in the face of threats from attorney generals across the country, you have a governor who says, hey, guess what? Blue states have bigger populations. So uh, what kind of contracts do we have with you? I don't know. I don't know what the conversation is going to be like, but yeah, there might be more states, but there are more people. And I don't think that there are more states that are are leaning towards uh, banning abortion. In South Carolina, a woman has been arrested for uh, terminating a pregnancy, for taking medication for a pregnancy. It was later in the pregnancy. Uh, it, it passed the point where it's illegal in most states. However, South Carolina is one of the states that is moving to make abortion uh, punishable in the same way murder is. And I asked this years ago uh, when I was at another radio station. I asked people who were ardently forced birthers, do you think a woman should be eligible for execution? Obviously, in the state of Illinois, we do not do the death penalty. Uh, We have banned it. But if you know again, then then do you think a woman should spend the rest of her life in jail for terminating a pregnancy? And people are like, no, no, that's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. Again, we fell for their language, for their promises, but for their attempts to placate us. And we, a lot of us, fell for it. Uh, and I and I do wonder why Democrats weren't more aggressive in trying to get uh, something that was codified in the. In the wake of all the threats that were being made all over the country to Roe v. Wade, so uh, yeah, there are states that are, are moving to uh, make a fetus a person to give them the so that if they uh, if, if a t- pregnancy is terminated, then the woman, not the doctors, the woman can be uh, the woman can be prosecuted for murder. And we've been told over and over again that was not going to be the thing. So that uh, was not going to be the efforts. And it's just it's mind boggling to me that we're in this position now. And then so then if, if it's if they're going to establish that a fetus is a person, are they then going to uh, make sure that, they, that the mother is receiving benefits? Uh, do they get, uh, you know, let's say that a couple breaks up in the middle of a pregnancy. Does a woman get uh alimony right there, child support right there. Uh, it does everything, you know, everything that, so health insurance, does health insurance for the child start uh, in utero. Is that what they're saying? I mean, then every then everything's on the table uh, for discussion when it comes to that. So every single individual I, I, a person who's pregnant is then to, but then how do you? These two people how are you going to give a fetus a social security number? If that's what it comes down to. Then you must give a fetus a social security number. You want to manage all this? And this was what was the madness about Governor when uh, Mike Mike Pence was governor of Indiana? Was they wanted proof of miscarriages and things like that? That's why women started sending their tampons. Hey, look, I I'm still not uh, still I'm not I'm not carrying a child. These are the in Florida when they were threatening. To uh, gather data about menstrual cycles from female athletes. I mean, these... How, so many crazy things. I, don't, I And that's just... We're just talking about reproductive health. There's so many other things that are just maddening about what is happening. Tennessee. With outlawing drag shows, anything that's considered sexual in nature like so then it's the slippery nebulous again I use that word twice now. I don't think I've ever used that word on the show and, and now I've I've ripped the lid off nebulous. <laughs> it's this un, unclear language in this new ban on drag performances.
4: What?
3: <laughs> and they're like, that's not freedom of speech. Oh, OK, I'm going to take a break here. But if you guys have a chance, uh, you can do it. You can listen to a little bit of it now. But if uh, there are clips all over uh, social media, John Stewart was interviewing a, uh, a rah-rah gun guy about, you know, so you're saying more guns makes us safer. So all we, what we need to have is more guns, and it's a great argument of logic that this guy just can't. He just keeps going, yeah. You know, it, it should be a, a, there's you cannot infringe on the Second Amendment and all this stuff. It, basically saying it's the only one, the only right that can't be infringed. Voting, yeah, you can infringe on that, but not uh, not on gun ownership. Let's take a break here. First of all, I want to thank all of our sponsors for making these conversations possible. Kirk Banks is out uh, out in the in the vineyards. He's got a new wine coming out. He's partnering up with uh, a. wine. Winemaker, so we're excited about that. It's going to be a choice wine, Sauvignon, I believe. And uh, of course, you can go to the Patty V Show page and find out where you can pick up a progressive brew in the Chicagoland area, as well as the choice seltzers. And if you go to the Monaco Brewing Company website, they have a new nit- new coffee, canned coffee called Woke. <laughs> love, you got to lean into it. If they're gonna if they're gonna try to weaponize words and be silly about it, I'm right back at you. So go to uh, the Monaco Brewing Company Facebook page and follow his adventures. Kirk, Kirk is, uh, he was in DC last week, out in the vineyards this week. And uh, we also want to thank our friends at Kids Above All. Go to kidsaboveall.org and find out how you can support their mission to help children reach their potential. Again, that's kidsaboveall.org. And if you find yourself in a fender bender, you want to make sure you've got this phone number in your car for European and U.S. car service, 773-248-1200. That's 773 773- Two four eight twelve hundred European U.S. Auto Service is over by there at forty eighty North Broadway, and you can go to europeanus.com. dot com. More after this on the Patty ba- Oh, it's the driving at home with Patty Vásquez. to <laughs> the Facebook page, but later we're gonna have whiskey and a cookie at seven o'clock on the Patty V Show page. Oh, and I'm on the Rick Smith Show tonight at nine o'clock Central. It's a lot going on. I, I told my husband I'm, I'm not gonna be around today. It's gonna be a busy, busy Friday, and I'm here for it. More in a moment on the Heartland Signal.
0: Around the Town, Chicago, with Al Beslaw. I want to give away some stuff,
4: and some of these things I'm going to give away, you don't even have to answer a question. So all you have to do is call. For the Magic of the Nutcracker, four tickets. All you have to do is say, crack my nuts. <laughs> okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> why did you come up
0: with that? I, I don't know, think. I just felt like saying something silly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sunday afternoons at 2, under WCPT 820. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter.
1: Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820.
3: We are on now, and uh, thank you for joining us. Let's see what's on Jim's mind. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind, my friend?
4: That okay. least to me is my bank statement. I can't get a couple of zeros added to it. I keep thinking they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna make an error in my favor. Real quick, uh, today. Uh, real quick. I think Walgreens pulled out I think because of the the pill itself is ninety nine percent effective. It's it's safer than Tylenol. Mm-hmm. It was actually r- ridiculous not to make it available to everybody. But I think that uh, they might have picked that 1% that might have had some difficulties with the pill. And there they might be some liability. You know, you know how these Republican uh, lawmakers are. They'll sue your pants off you for uh, if a parakeet escapes the room. Uh, what I was going to say, uh, what I called about was the hearings were really delicious. You had Ted Cruz badgering uh, Mayor Garland. Over some nonsense that was completely nonsensical, but he doesn't care because he doesn't care how nonsensical
3: is. Which hearings are we on? I don't know because they've, they've done what? The social they
4: have Merrick Garland, is in front of the Senate. Oh,
3: was, that's right. Merrick
4: Garland, yes. I'm sorry. Josh Wally, Josh Wally, uh, the nut from Louisiana, the Kennedy, who says that you know that the FBI is in bed with the Democratic Party? They're going after all the, the FBI's going after. Him. I mean, this is how this. This is a senator in his seventies. I mean, I don't, I don't know how he can go home with his wife, you know, did you did you get hit over the head with something? And then you've got then you get uh Cruz, who was totally insane. He's on the same thing. I think he was on the or uh, arresting the guy. This, yeah, this we he said. He goes, he goes, well. All he did was push the guy to the sidewalk. I thought to myself, well, if somebody pushed me on the sidewalk, the guy would be laying in the street. You know what I mean? Right. And the, and the FBI came and arrested the guy. And he, you know, he made it sound like, uh, you know, that the FBI was after Catholics all over the country. The Catholics, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is how preposterous this is getting. Yeah, it's getting absurd. You know I mean? Uh, it's getting absurd, but they're, they're 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 an absolute dumpster fire. I don't know how they, are I mean, uh, how do you possibly think they can win. Trump is is running away with it, and he's totally insane. I mean, he's getting worse by the day. You know, if he's not a mental case, and nobody is, and he's running away with the nomination. So I don't know how they're going to stop it. He's going to lose by millions and millions of votes. Gotta hope so. But anyway, they're they're going they're going to go along with this gag, and that's all. It's still a Anyway, I tell
3: you have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks for listening, my man. So <laughs> That's all right. Appreciate that. Thanks, Jim. Have a good weekend. Cheers, my friends. Uh, yeah, I uh, I have not had a chance to watch the any of the hearings and the uh, grilling by Republicans of Merrick Garland. By the way, Merrick Garland has uh, decided to make a surprise visit to Ukraine, which I thought was also interesting. Uh, so he was uh, he's making an unannounced trip to Ukraine. Uh, he announced earlier. Today uh, was not announced for security reasons. He was invited to Lviv, I can't pronounce a lot of these uh, cities, uh, by the Ukrainian. Prosecutor General, uh, and they said that Garland held several meetings and reaffirmed our determination to hold Russia accountable for crimes committed in its unjust and unprovoked invasion invasion against its sovereign neighbor. I still can't. Again, it's really if if you watch the if you watch Stranger Things on Netflix, I sometimes I really do think we're in the upside down, and it's not just because there are uh, elements of the Cold War and uh, the Russian. There's also a big Russian presence in the, that series. But I mean, like it, it, I thought, like for, how, how Republicans all rah rah, uh, you know, Ukraine should fall and Russia is our, our they're our friends, and I, it's, it is absolutely startling to me. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton said during one of the debates that Trump was? Putin's pu- puppet. And we were and we were all like, what? what, what, what? And it, it, here we are. Right. During his presidency, we saw him, you know, kissing his let's say his shoes, licking his boots, I guess is a better way to put it than the thing I was about to say. Uh, and, and as well as Kim Jong-il, I, I don't understand how the people that have been the biggest threats to democracy around the world were Trump's friends and Republicans are. Well, and again, because nothing they do, as far as I can tell, has anything to do with democracy or freedoms or rights. They are not the party. They're not the patriotic party. How how are they the patriotic party when they're the ones that want... Russia to succeed here to expand their grip on that part of the world, which then destabilizes democracy everywhere. It simply does, and we, but we should know that here. And and whatever happened to you stand behind your leader? You can have your arguments here. We can debate our our issues, our partisan politics here. And but that ends at the shore when you're the president of the United States is going to, around the world and having these conversations, or there's a bel- balloon that you guys want to have shot down, you get behind the leader of the country. That's that's what a patriot does, says that we are doing everything we can to make sure that the citizens of the United States are safe. And part of that is making sure that they are safe when they have access to health care, to clean air, to clean water, to edu- to, edu- to education that is really strengthening our country when it comes to the inequality. We see what's going on in Missouri, where kids are only going to school four days a week. And we're seeing, by the way, companies that are putting children to work because they have a job labor shortage. And these, I guarantee you, these companies are glad that there are immigrants coming across the border. Uh, There's Oh, you know what? I want to see if I can play this. Let me see if I have this queued up just right before we go to the break. Here is uh, if I can play it, if it works. Mm -hmm. Did I do this? I don't know how to do it. No, nope. I have to wait. I'll have to ask Lady B during the break. Because uh, John Stewart's argument with uh, State Senator Nathan Dom uh, challenges his argument for access to, to firearms. Because this guy says that we will be safer if there are more guns, and there's over 400 million guns already with over 50,000 gun deaths. Kids, the biggest threat to children are guns. And this guy's like, but we need more guns. So there's, a, there's some great argue, argumentative points that John Stewart makes. Uh, and people want him to run for office. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that would be fine if that's something he wants to do. But it is challenging people who have these hypocritical arguments that I think is really important. It's something that I enjoy doing as well. Again, as I said, I don't know how Republicans have hijacked patriotism because it, it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> It makes absolutely no sense that we are uh, we're letting them control that language. When you are are saying that people cannot express who they are, love who they want, uh, take care of their bodies and and be safe. When you are telling a woman that she has a fetus that is not viable, that is never going to survive, uh, is already perhaps doesn't even have a heartbeat anymore. And you're going to force her to, to remain in that situation without giving her access to life-saving health care. And, and if, if she doesn't develop an inf- infection, perhaps she does, risks her chance of ever being able to, to carry a pregnancy to term. I, I don't understand how they have hijacked the language of freedoms and rights because they don't. You are not free if you are trapped at a job because you are you're afraid to leave. You're miserable there. You're in a toxic environment. But the one thing that keeps you there, health insurance. Many of us stay in places because our health insurance is what keeps us going. And we're like, you know what? I got to ride this out. I can't go anywhere because I need the health insurance. How is that free? We ne- Everyone needs to have access to health care. We are the only advanced con- country in the world that where people go bankrupt because they get sick. This, it's just it's, it's insane. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation. We come back. 773-763-9278. If you want to join the conversation, you can call or text us. And my good friend Jerry uh, sent me a link to an article. I want to talk about this as well, about how we this is a story I did. I did miss this, Jerry, uh, <laughs> that uh, that there's a lawyer who may have saved uh, the student loan forgiveness plan that uh, President Biden uh, put into action. I'll talk about that when we come back on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal.
6: Jonas Posito live, local, and progressive on WCPT Willow Springs is powered by ComEd. See how ComEd is preparing for a clean energy future at ComEd.com slash clean energy.
0: Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820.
1: Home with Patty Mascos on WCPT 820.
3: Uh, a little bit quicker break than I thought we were going to have. And uh, Jerry just informed me that I I posted about the uh, lawyer that uh, (laughs) argued in front of the Supreme Court. Thank you, Jerry, for staying on top of these um, important stories. Uh, So, yes, there was uh, obviously uh, in Chicago, we are consumed, at least I have been, with the mayoral race and the aldermanic races and uh, it has been a long week. But the but a Biden administration lawyer may have saved student loan forgiveness. Uh, some of the experts, legal experts, are saying uh, the government's top supreme lawyer uh, may, have, may have saved President Joe Biden's $400 billion student loan forgiveness plan from what experts considered all but certain defeat. They have uh, pra- they've praised General uh, Solicitor General Elizabeth Perligore, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to speed through that name and pretend like I said it correctly. The lawyer who represented the Biden administration in front of the nine justices on Tuesday, uh, we now seem uh, more likely than not to win this case, said higher education expert Mark. Uh, nope, not going to use his name. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that one. But I, I do think they, they're saying that the contrast is like a star quarterback, and uh, and kids who are playing tiddlywinks. That's how bad the lawyers were uh, fighting against the student for, uh, forgiveness plan, student loan forgiveness plan. So I'm very excited about that. The nine justices considered two legal challenges to Biden's plan to cancel up to twenty thousand dollars in student debt for borrowers. Uh, six GOP-led states that would be Arkansas, Iowa. Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina brought one of the lawsuits. I'm not sure how that many states brings one, but they have uh, done a joint lawsuit. And uh, they, they are uh, the other one is backed by what's called the Job Creators Network Foundation, a conservative huh, go figure con- conservative advocacy organization. She argued the solicitor, by the way, argued that the president was acting squarely within the law to av- avoid borrower distress during national emergencies and that plaintiffs had not shown in any way they would be harmed by the policy, which is typically a requirement to establish so-called legal standing. So that's very exciting. So fingers crossed to a lot of people who are hoping to have their student loan debt forgi- forgiven. Um, and again, the, the hypocrisy of this, all the people that, uh, that asked for, and uh, including electeds who are millionaires, that asked for PPP loans and then Applied to have them forgiven. And who made the decision about what? Come on. Are we really doing that? Speaking of hypocrisy and illogical thinking, uh, Lady B informs me that I just didn't push the right button, which no one is surprised by. I left it on mute. I want to see if I can get this uh, interview with John Stewart. It's a series on Apple Plus called The Problem with John Stewart. And the nice thing is a lot of folks share these clips, so uh, we get at least a taste of it. So there's several of those. There's longer versions of this online. So let me see if I can get this right here.
5: I don't understand why you won't just admit that you are making it harder for police to manage the streets by allowing all of these guns to go out without permits, without checks, and without background stuff. Why is that hard? Why can't you just stand by that? Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm defending the individual's right to
4: keep and bear arms.
5: That's a different argument. Okay, but you may do... Trying... Here's, here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You want to say, I'm a Second Amendment purist, and I'm making it safer. You're not. You're making it more chaotic. And that's not a matter of opinion. That's the truth. That is a matter of opinion, John. But why take away their tools? Because certain of their tools that
4: they're using would be infringements upon the people's right to keep and bear arms, upon their constitutional rights, upon, due so context, upon other things. So you're
5: saying that registering is an infringement?
4: Yes.
3: And he goes on from there to say, so do you think that it is a right for, for, for Americans to be able to vote? And he was like, "Well, yes, but you know, with and and you can see where he's trying to like, but uh, and 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 John leads him onto the carpet of like, well, you know, so what kind of uh, how how do people uh, how are they able to vote? Uh, well, they they have to uh, uh, be over eighteen, right? And he's, yeah, huh? And how but how do they how do they actually get to? He's like he's like say register to vote the same way we should register people who own guns and this guy this is a state senator Nathan Dam Damn? Dom? I always guess, I'm going to guess that it's Dom. <laughs> he makes me want to say damn. At the end of this interview, he makes John Stewart say something else uh, entirely, which I will not. Uh, that's why I want you to choose a, a, a shorter clip so I would pay attention and get ahead of other language. But, I mean, he's not wrong. I, you guys really don't give a crap uh, about doing anything to minimize the damage being done by guns all over this country. We have enough guns in this country to give every man, woman, and child three weapons. And I don't I don't have one, which means that somebody's got mine. They got all three of mine. <laughs> like, uh, that's, is, it, was it, is it three or is it everyone could have one? It's something ridiculous. There are way too many guns and that's his point. And look, in Uvalde, right? The cops were afraid to breach the door. Because they were afraid of the uh, weapon on the other side of the door, and you know what this guy says, by the way, in this interview, he also said, "You know what? You know what the problem is, Lady B. You'll, you'll be surprised what the problem is. Too many fatherless children." <laughs> He said, "That's why we have gun violence." So John Stewart asks, "So should we take away guns from fatherless families? Is that is that, is that going to make the violence less? Because and then the, you know, because the guy wants to say that the you know most of the mass shooters are uh, fatherless, and then oh, there's a point where and this is an argument that a lot of people who are uh, rah rah gun and everyone have a gun. I mean, like at some point, I guess they just want us to have them all just a handgun duct taped to our hands so we're ready to go. Uh, absolutely." Absolutely that makes everybody safer. And we've seen just last week there was a three year old who shot himself in Florida. How is that guess what wouldn't have happened? How about just the other day when a police when police officers were called to a domestic violence situation? Right? Had we not had guns coming across our state lines, if it wasn't so easy to to bring them into the city? People are going to say, "Oh well, you, but you guys have some of the toughest t- gun laws in the country." But we are surrounded by states that do not. It's not like we're doing gun checks at the at the state line. Why can't we do the bare minimum of registration, of insuring? Uh, all these things? There's a There's a, Matt Harrington wants to have just a uh, serial numbers been printed on bullets, so we can we can trace. You know the registered registered bullets. Can we do that? No, no, that's an that's an infringement. And and again, I I was wondering if John Stewart. I don't know if there's more to the interview because he uh, mentions uh, the well regulated militia, and of course, state senator Nathan Dom uh, from Oklahoma is like, well, that's you know, that's that's for the militia, not for every single gun owner. It's absolutely absurd. The whole thing is uh, is nauseating. What are your thoughts on the art conversation that John John Stewart had seven uh, seven Seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. That's the number to call and join our conversation. Because uh, I have just had it with the overproliferation of guns and the argument that we aren't even allowed to have the conversation because we don't use the right words. We don't. We don't know what uh, what the difference between an AR or an AK and the numbers that go along with it. Really, is that is that how we're going to argue? There's a dad. Uh, who has a Twitter account, one of the fathers who lost a child in Valde, And the things that people say to him and, and the, so the kids that survived Parkland and the families that uh, that grieve their children that were shot at Sandy Hook, I mean, the the vitriol, the hatred, the threats that these people get because they refuse to let their children be a faint memory or just a, a, a casual uh, remembrance, uh, with it, you know. Oh, we remember the children. We warn for the children, and then you move on and continue to protect the gun lobbyists and the NRA and open up the accessibility of these deadly weapons without any regard for the safety of all. And John goes on to ask him. He says, "Look, if, if a police officer is called to a domestic violence situation, is the are the police officers safer with more guns inside the home? I mean, that's the logic, right? This guy literally says, if." If we had more guns, we would all be safer. Because, what, you're afraid that somebody else is going to shoot you? I, I just don't—so then we all have to be—we all have to have weapons? This is—it's asinine to the extreme. It's It really is— Uh, unconscionable. Uh, By the way, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Sarah Palin. I'm sorry, we are talking about ranked choice voting, and and, uh, (laughs) CPAC is going on this week. Uh, Some of those shots are really fantastic. Nikki Haley was on the stage, and (laughs) the cameras are at the back of the room, and they go to zoom in, and it has to go past row after row after row after row of empty seats. (laughs) People are not showing up to CPAC the way they they have in the past, uh, so it's uh, it's kind of fun to watch. But apparently, Sarah Palin went to CPAC to to say that uh, that ranked choice voting is a terrible idea. Um, and guess what? Guess why? Guess why she thinks it's a terrible idea? Because she lost. Uh, and I I have no problem with that. Uh, and I think that we would all be empowered if we had ranked choice voting. I think it makes a difference. Uh, Richard Chu was talking about. The lack of uh, motivation for a lot of people or what seems to be uh, a, a lack of motivation to show up and vote, especially amongst young voters. Do you think it was too big of a field? Are some people waiting to see Were they waiting to see who would be in the runoff? Or, and you know, usually older voters tend to show up. Uh, we had over here on the northwest side, both the 41st ward and the 45th ward had amongst the, we were in the top five or six, I believe, for voter turnout. The 45th ward had a 46% turnout so far. I don't know. I, I think that might be including mail in ballots, but we should see, we should know soon enough how that turns out as far as the numbers. But this area went heavily for Paul Vallis, uh, and there was a, uh, of course, there were some hijinks in a couple of areas. There was one polling place where the uh, the voting machine key, the reader, the little microchip uh, got jammed. So it took them a couple of days to count those votes. But now they have uh, counted them. Uh, I was, oh, someone just texted me that uh, the U.S. gun owners possess, and this is as of. This is of 2018, so I don't know if this is still accurate. How many guns? As of 2018, there were 393.3 million weapons, according to uh, the Small Arms Survey, uh, which is, of course, higher than our population of about 330 million, uh, which is absolutely in- insane. Uh, the, let's see. The total includes 72 million handguns, 76 million rifles. It's a lot of guns. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't I'd really. And look, we're not we're not out here to want to take your guns away. And and I guess this goes back to what I was talking about when it comes to access to abortion. Right. Because for a long time, Republicans told us, don't worry, we're not, we're not we don't want to get rid of it. We just want to we just want to manage it more. We want to make it harder. We want to make people think about it. We want to shove transvaginal a sense like the ultrasound into women's vaginas you know, to make them think about it. We want to do all these things, but it's not because we want to get rid of abortion. We just think, you know, we want to find make sure that it's safe and we want to make sure that the women are thinking about it. We want to direct them to fa- fake clinics that are actually religious organizations in order to dissuade women from having an abortion, to shame them into uh, keeping the baby and give them. And you know what I found out? I found out a statistic the other day that 3% in the state of Illinois, 3% of children in foster care are graduating from college. Are you, again, so where are all these groups when it comes to making sure that children are, Able to live their, to their potential, to, to have everything that every other child has, have a good education, uh, a home, someplace safe to live. Uh, I don't I don't understand any of that. But by all means, let's give every single person in the country a gun so that we are all what? Safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Let's take a quick break here. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Oh, that's what I was saying is, of course, Republicans think that that they if we say let's register your gun or have background checks. Sorry, Lady B, I need to complete the thought that uh, you want to take all the guns away because that's what they did with abortion. That was the full thought. <laughs> I take a break here on WCPT 820.
0: Remember when you get to work to hop over to WCPT820.com or the TuneIn Radio app and stream The Stephanie Miller Show weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Be so busy arresting handgun owners that they would be unable to protect the people against criminals. It's a nasty truth. But those who seek to inflict harm are not fazed by gun control laws. I happen to know this from personal experience. (laughs) You know, I've always felt a special bond with the members of your group. You live by Lincoln's words. Important principles— may and must be inflexible.
3: See, and this is somebody Your sent me a link to uh, Ronald Reagan saying that we, ha- we should have gun control. But after he was shot, this is at the uh, Heritage Foundation. So I just wanted to play this for one of our listeners who sent me. Yes, before he was shot, it seems as though he uh, he did feel there should be gun control. But here he is uh, talking to, uh, and this is Reagan telling uh, folks, we must be inflexible. So, yeah, I mean, he might have said that before. But uh, he, uh, whether it was because of money or his own experience or whatever, but uh, uh, Ronald Reagan felt that it, they should be uh, inflexible, that the right should not be infringed, and so this has been uh, this has been the, their uh, you know, again. Their goal is to get apparently everyone uh, armed so that we're all safer. Eve, hey, hi, Judy and Niles. Happy pre-birthday, by the way. Happy birthday,
6: Eve. thank <laughs> you. Come in again, but I just had this thought. I I have to go, like, every two years now that I'm over 80 to go to the DMV. Yeah. Which is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Quite honestly. <laughs> I mean, they, really, they've always all been very nice, and they try to speed those people like me through. But I, it would be so much nicer if I could just drive and not have to register and sure. not have to do all that. Yeah. And I can just drive that lethal weapon all over the place, right?
3: But it's you not know, in the Constitution. I, I, it's not a right that's uh, explicitly laid out in the Constitution.
6: This is where the oh, originalists—the well, con- they didn't have automobiles I, back in the
3: exactly. And we all, they also <laughs> did not have you know guns that could fire a hundred rounds in seconds.
6: Exactly. Yeah. So that—that well, that was just my thought. You know, hey, wouldn't you just love to go out and drive? It's bad enough now. Can you imagine going out if everybody could just buy a car or get just get in a car and drive all over the
3: place? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Without any I also I do and I think I wish and I know some gun owners who believe in responsible gun ownership and that means well, going my father did. Yeah, going out and training and being, you know, because it is uh, it's memory uh what is it called? Muscle memory, right? to mm-hmm. To be able to react, if you're going to be in a situation where now you're going to pull your weapon because you think you're going to save yourself and everyone, well, then you better know who you're shooting at, right? And be mm-hmm. and, and and be able to lock in on them. Otherwise, you're, sh- you're just shooting for the sake of shooting, and that's happened.
6: Sorry. Well, my father was a unusual person. If if they say if he said, "Do not touch that." <laughs> Believe me, not only would my sisters and I not touch it, neither would any of the nieces, nephews. I mean, you know, he was just one of those disciplinary type of people that you didn't. And he followed every rule. I mean, if they said you can't travel with it, you know, intact, he would take them all apart. Right. So, you know, and he always said, if you want to see it, I will show it to you anytime you want, which he did. You know, so you wouldn't be curious about something and go in there, because it was all right. He would show you. But uh, there are so few people that are exactly like that, um, although most of the people I knew were pretty good about it. But yeah. uh, we all you know, did shoot. I've been,
3: been on a firing range. I've been on a firing range several times. Uh, with yeah. with experts with professionals who showed me how to use the weapon how to properly hold it and store it and uh, and I just uh, you know, there's a study that just came out yesterday in Forbes magazine that more than 58% of firearm owners stored at least one handgun on Handgun unlocked and hidden, while eighteen percent of, of firearms store, and that's people who responded to the survey. Right? They, yeah. Nearly eighteen percent keep them unlocked and unhidden, so out in the open. Uh, I guess posing for pictures, a la Lauren Borbert.
6: <laughs> yeah. Right. Nearly no, we never. I, I I've looked through our albums frequently because I've tried to go through them because people won't know, you know, and I've been trying to give them to the people who might know who these people are. You know, I hand them out to cousins and people we've known. and Say, "Hey, would you like to have this?" So I could get rid of the thousand. There's not one picture of anybody with a gun. Right. Not one. Yeah. I'm not sure why it is, but the uh, and when you're out there all alone, um, one time they had to shoot a rabbit animal. So you know, I understand why. Farmers and those kind of people should have one workable gun in the house, but they're usually very responsible. Right? They don't leave them out. They have them up, hung way up in the top of something, or and those children don't play around with them. They're not toys. Right? So I I don't understand all that. Yeah. It I don't understand why they think you have to have collections of them.
3: Right. Well, it, 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 it depends on what mood they're in. It's like ice cream. Sometimes you feel like mint <laughs> chip or Glock. They <laughs> <or> some... <laughs> can
6: register for everything else.
3: <laughs> yeah. I know. It, it, it's, uh, but we're not, that, that's not an argument apparently that they're willing, or, or discussion. Did
6: you hear about the group that has made themselves a religious group. Of guns? Yeah. Part, part of the, part of our rights as this Religious group is that you you can have it. You have to have a DNC. <laughs> so, it, it, actually, abortion is one of our rights. And if you infringe on it, you're infringing on the, our religious freedom. I think that's fabulous.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, here someone just sent me an article that the reason that uh, that Ronald Reagan previously was for gun control while he was governor of California. Uh, I'm guessing that it was because of uh, 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 racial issues. They didn't want black people to have guns was part of it. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, what, turn, what turned committed conservatives uh, like Reagan into pioneers of gun control legislation. It appears it was black people. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything to do with any racial in- incident, but that's simply not true uh, when one legislator uh, p- proposed gun control bill. Uh, it was a new organization. Uh, apparently, they were trying to uh, basically make sure that groups like the Black Panthers uh, for self-defense would, would not be able to have access to guns. So, you yeah, so there you go. That was why they originally were for gun control. <laughs> Let
6: me. Well, I they originally, made, I mean, marijuana grew everywhere. And they, they used to say, how could you possibly, you know, legislate against it where it grows in your backyard and the alley and you know, the empty lot? Yeah. And they said, well, because they made it illegal so they could pick up people like blacks, Mexicans, because they smoked more. I, I can't see any reason. I I don't know how they proved that. I, yeah, I do know. Did they have a survey? <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, I've never gone around asking people who, you know, and making a little chart. No, no As idea. are black and you smoke more more than my son does? I don't think Yeah, so.
3: I think it was a, it was a cultural <laughs> assumption that it was uh, more for people, the communities of color. Let me, yeah. uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take off and get some of these uh, call, callers, okay, but we all want to wish you a so happy much. birthday. There were some texts that came in and to wish Judy a happy birthday this weekend. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday, dear Judy. Happy birthday
6: to you. Get someone else to change the sheets this thank weekend. you to all of you. <laughs> you, you are my... My great nerdy tribe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it.
3: I'll be your. I'll be your dork tribe. Have a good weekend.
6: Bye bye. Bye Judy. Let's
3: get to uh, Dave and Hoffman Estates. Hey Dave, what's up?
7: Hey Patty, Um, this will kind of tie in the way you're talking about. It's kind of alarming. That's on Lady B. This was about a week, week and a half ago. There was a story where last year, a record six thousand five hundred forty-two guns were intercepted by airport security yes. in 2022. Yeah. And you remember a few years back when the former state senator Donnie Trotter got busted at O'Hare right. with a loaded gun in his handbag because he needed it for his uh, second job? Mm. And I don't think he did any time for that one.
3: I have, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that, you know, you never... been
7: a few years, but I remember that very well. And that, But talking on the guns and that, we were always taught... You know, I grew up in the sticks there. You didn't point no gun at nobody, and you always made sure your gun was unloaded before you came in the house. So you double checked before you, you know, went into the house to make sure there was nothing chambered, and that. And uh, you treated it with respect. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Uh, I know. Growing up, there was a young lady that uh, her sister and. And that day, she was, her sister was a little younger, but she was, you know, real big in the guns and that. And she was showing off her twenty-two to their family friend there. And it went off. Oh. And it hit the sister in the thigh.
3: Oh, my God.
7: She died. She got, she died of internal. hit the wound?
3: Yeah. hit the the arterial vein?
7: Yeah. And I always remember the priest, what he had said at the, at that funeral. He said that, uh, or wake, rather. That if this thing would have went a sixteenth of an inch either way, we wouldn't be here. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, it's just food for thought. You got to treat them with respect, and like I told you, don't point them at nobody. You
5: know? No. 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 no.
7: Unless you intend to use them.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. If you have four hundred million guns, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that maybe a million of those guns are being properly stored. And I mean, I'm sure the survey says fifty percent are not being properly stored. But those are the people that are answering. You know, I I just I find it hard to believe that that many guns are being people who use them are trained properly storing them. Uh, Obviously, they're not registered. Many of them not getting background checks because a lot of these states don't want to follow the the red flag laws. So it's just it's infuriating. Let me get to uh, at least one more call before the break. All right. Thanks, Dave. Take care. You too. Thanks. Hey, Don, what's on your mind, my friend?
8: Hi, this is uh, you there, Patty? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, I wanted to read something real quick because I, I heard uh, Ray Lopez, you know, on the news, make a comment about something, and it spurred something. Okay, now, real quick, the worst murder year in Chicago was in 1974. It was 970 murders. i said say you were probably like three years old, Patty. So they, you probably that's, don't remember. that's correct, yes, and go it, ahead. This is a WBBM article. This, the police superintendent there was James Rochford. He said that uh, thousands of suspects his officers' arrest in the past year were back out on the street bonded out for similar crimes. He said, he said that the, the average hardened offender was wise to this revolving door. So my point is the state's attorney at that time was Edward Hammerhand. And the mayor was was the father, Mayor Richard Daly. That was his 19th year in office as mayor. He was mayor from 1955 to 1976. And ironically, the second worst murder year in Chicago was with his son. It was 1991, 1992. So apparently the problem must be the laws, you know, and it's got to be the laws that they need to change, you know, because they just end up being political speeches. Because they're saying the same year, same thing forty nine years ago in nineteen seventy four today, so you know I just wanted to add that in that article I found, yeah, and, you know, and you know,
3: yeah, a quick search of uh, nineteen seventy four uh, Chicago's record murder year, a, you know,
8: murder year, yeah, yeah, right. and that's the police from the police superintendent, and they're saying the same thing today. They're putting them right back on the street, yeah, yeah, and so right, and so you can't blame. Who's ever you know? No one blamed the mayor then because he was the most popular mayor, <laughs> and, and he had plenty police support then. If you think back, Mayor Daly. So it, it seems to me it's like it's the laws that they need to look at. You know, here this is what, I don't know if they're just following. The, go ahead.
3: This is what the state's attorney said. You already read the article, so you know it said this. Uh, that the that, that, that state's attorney said uh, they faulted police. Wow. Uh, for, <laughs> I wonder how that went. I mean, it was the same kind of back and forth that we have now, but uh, the state's attorney faulted police for bringing cases right. with weak evidence, and one criminal court judge pushed back at the top cop saying, bond is not supposed to be oppressive, which is something we continue to talk about now. Yeah, that's fascinating. Right. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to do some more research on this, too. I got to run to the news. So thank you so much yeah. for that, Don. You yeah. have a, okay, great. Yeah, have a great weekend. That's all, that's good to know. Thank you. you so thank good you.
4: Good. Bye.
3: Bye-bye. Yeah. Hey, Hey, Roosevelt, I'll take your call when we come back. Uh, We're going to talk to Leo Brady, a movie guy. We're going to talk movies, but I'll take your call before we start that discussion. But I'm going to bring Leo in so he can hang out in the studio. More in a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal.
0: Hey, where's Hal Sparks? I'm not sure where he is now, but I know where you can find him Saturdays at 11. It'll be right here on WCPT 820 for the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez
1: is taking your calls now. At 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Now on WCPT 820.
3: In studio, we have Leo Brady, a movie guy. We're going to talk about movies in just a moment. But before we start that conversation, I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave anybody hanging today. uh, Because we're heading into the weekend. And I want to make sure Roosevelt has a chance to chime in on our conversation about guns. What's going on, Roosevelt?
5: Well, Thank you for taking my call, Patty. Um, you know what? When you were and everybody else that was talking about guns, it reminded me of the recent uh, recent incident that uh, Taylor Green had at the restaurant. Uh, would you consider that uh, a, a definition of uh, a snowflake? Here she is. Yeah. Here she is, Miss uh, Weapons and remember she had that uh, commercial, that's what made me think. where she's laying, laying belly down, um, yes. promoting herself when she ran over there in Georgia and laying on a flat on the back of a pickup truck, shooting down a car and all this brave and all these guns and everything. And she says that she was a tech. Can anybody explain what what she meant by being a tech? Somebody that yelled at her at a restaurant?
7: Hold on. let I mean, me.
5: it's ridiculous.
3: I'm trying to find a, a video real quick, uh, which because we, if you remember... Wait, here it is. I got it. Oh, I can't play that one. Hold on a second. But she was... Uh, do you remember when she was stalking David Hogue in the hallways? That's uh, what I'm... I'm getting to that. I'm, oh, sorry. To that. I'm
5: sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, did a, I ruin boy. this? Boy? Did I ruin the... <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 and that's what I'm. That's what I mean. The hypocrisy, and they always say that the Democrats are the snowflakes and they're so delicate, and, I, and here she is, and she's in Congress. She's, she's got power. So why didn't she do something about it at the restaurant? Why didn't she confront the lady? Why didn't she? You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. All she did was uh, complain. All she did was, oh, I'm the victim, and will notice. And I think. She, She's doing this. To, she's playing to, to to win the part of uh, running mate for, for Trump. And by the way, I don't think Trump is going to get to, to run anyway.
2: you got too many problems uh, going I,
3: on. That's a tough one to call. I, you know what I mean? I wouldn't rule anything out here. Let me play this real quick. Let me see if I can get out in your mind. Oops. Nope, that's not that one. <laughs> oh, that's that's still Reagan talking. Hold on. Let's do this one. Let me see if I can get this here. Once again. If
6: Parkland had done his job, then Nicholas Cruz wouldn't have killed anybody in your high school, or at least protected them. Why are you supporting red flag gun laws that attack our Second Amendment rights? And why are you using kids to get to, as a barrier?
3: She's stalking this Do you kid. Not know how
6: to defend your stance? Yeah. Look, I'm here to defend I'm a gun owner. I have a carry permit. I carry a gun with for, for protection for myself and you are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my second amendment rights you don't have anything to say for yourself this
3: is, so this is this is somebody who doesn't can. want to be bothered at a restaurant How stalking a, a kid oh, walking to Capitol who's trying to uh, to testify <laughs> about what it's like to survive a mass shooting what I, I got so
5: many words hey, I want to point. And to your point, Patty, I'm sorry. Uh, to your point, Patty, she's following him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stalking him. Yeah. And he's just a kid. And isn't that kid... And this is before she was elected. Where, yeah. Don't we live in a country where where you got... I mean, and look what happened to him, how, how much he was traumatized by what happened to him in, in his high school, along with his friend over there, Gonzalez from, from uh, Florida, when all that happened. Yep. But but I mean, ridiculous, and they still bought this person in. I mean, this kid you know, had his friends were about- his friends were
3: slaughtered, and she's taunting him, yeah. right? The, yeah. And there are people in the restaurant saying, "You are destroying lives. You are having a, a, a yeah. catastrophic yeah. impact on people all over the country." Yeah, no, no, no. You and I are at the same level of outrage. I think we've we've hit maximum outrage. No, I still have some. Way, I still have room to go.
5: <laughs> yeah. So it's ridiculous. I mean. uh and and, and 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 she's always talking about guns and all this. Stuff. And here's the thing: you're so brave, but why do not you do something about it at the restaurant? Why do not you defend what the lady was accusing you of doing, which is causing people harm, causing people to, you know, to be their lives to be in jeopardy? And that's what she did with that kid by pointing him out and taping him and videotaping him. Here's she this. put him in jeopardy. Here's another one. Staff members for Ocasio, we'd like to—we uh, This is, we are your employers. We are here to uh, There's lights on in there. inspect the
9: office.
3: Yeah, they're, can they're can trying we, to get in AOC's in? office. I'm not, I'm this is back before I'm she was elected in. harassing AOC. Laughing about—
9: this is immoral. This
6: is immoral. This this yeah, is, is, I'm the door so is, offended. Uh, I'm <laughs> by this Alexandria yeah. Ocasio-Cortez I'm an American citizen I yeah. pay your salary yeah. through the taxes oh. that people hey yeah. guess what guess what those people at
3: the restaurant guess we're saying we pay your salary
5: I'm a yeah. woman
6: I'm a female
5: business owner
3: have you and seen the I'm video cross- of her doing CrossFit by the way people are making fun of those. She, those by the way if you guys watch that video those are those are Kipling pull-ups so they are a CrossFit thing but it's her push-ups that are more disturbing she <laughs> and then everyone's looking at the pu- the chin-ups, but it's the push-ups that are wrong. i got to run. I, I want to start our conversation with... We're going to pivot a little bit. Thank you for bringing the outrage level up. And now I'm going to talk to Leo Grady. Thanks <laughs> Roosevelt. <laughs> Leo's like, I don't want to talk about guns. how's us uh, movies, Leo. Hi. Well, let's
9: escape to movies. Yes. Thanks so much for having me here.
3: Absolutely. Uh, I learned a little bit about you off the air, that you grew up in this neighborhood over, over by Darren Park, uh, Portage Park.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and raised. Uh, you know, went to school at OLV, Our Lady of Victory. Went to High school at St. Patrick's High School, uh, and you know, rode my bike all over this neighborhood and did did it all. I mean, this is this is where this is where home is.
3: Are you going to grab a Super Dog? Everyone that comes back to the neighborhood, what do you grab? What's your thing from the neighborhood? Uh, You're more Portage Park, so what's uh, what's your
9: food to grab? Oh well, you know, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I'm a vegetarian now. My 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 older self would have been, you know, uh, going to Super Dog or going to Toots when it was still around. Toots Toots was the the best. and green s- the on chicken sandwich oh, there, oh, that was yeah. good. it was so good. Man, those um, toots, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, not so much now. I mean, I, I, my mom loves pasta de art down the uh, block.
3: Well, then you must do like um, it's a bowl with the. They have a, a great vegan, yeah, menu. yeah,
9: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I, I, you know, uh, after I got done playing football in college, I kind of switched my my meals and and the way I ate sure. to make sure I was living a healthy heart heart life lifestyle. So. Well,
3: what, what, what
9: position do you play? Uh, tight End. All right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Did,
3: was, you, did you see that silly panel? I'm As a movie guy with uh, Jane Fonda and Sally Field. And, yes. And uh, Sally was very, uh, she was trying to, she was like, oh, oh, we're, we're not talking about tight ends. <laughs>
9: yeah. It was very yeah. silly. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, you would think my last name's Brady and I haven't seen 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. Yeah. That's okay. We'll forgive you. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it seemed,
3: well, it's funny because our, our friend Mike Crowley, like there'll be movies that he says he hasn't seen yet. And I'm like, I mean, how many movies do you watch to, you
9: know, to do the review? Reviews and, and maintain the website and keep people up to date? Man, so I try to keep up with at least three movie reviews a week. Okay. And then, uh, you know, interviews and coverage of film festivals. Sure. Uh, I don't know if fans or listeners have heard of this website. It's called Letterboxd. It's like a social media site for movie watching. Okay. Um, And the great thing about that website is it allows you to keep your stats of how many movies you watch a year. And so to give our audience an idea of how many movies I watched this past year, it was around 700.
3: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I like movies. (laughs) so. so I don't think i could do 700 movies. Yeah, that so crazy.
9: My wife is a very forgiving and amazing woman, and she allows me to watch as many movies as I, you know, feel necessary. How
3: often <laughs> does she watch one with you?
9: Uh, if I'm watching two a day, she watches at least one of them with oh, me. Wow. So she's.
3: It's kind of a fun perk. It's great.
9: You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, my son is five years old, my son Lucas. Aw. Uh, great yeah, name, and, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And he, uh, you know, he's getting into all this stuff now, and I'm sort of. Trying to you know guide him to Godzilla movies and okay. things things the that classic, interest the classic Godzilla, yeah, the classic, yeah. exactly. Sure. So and uh, and and he's getting into that stuff. So it's so it's fun. It's a it's a fun progress right now. So
3: there's, you know what's funny? There's a there's a writer who put up a poll about I think it was it was it had to be '70s movies, and he wanted to see what uh, what people thought. Um, but he because Blues Brothers came out in '79. Think then? so?
9: Yeah, I think that's correct.
3: Yeah, so I, I want to see what you, what you think of this list that he had uh, it was uh, Ted McClellan had a, a list the other day uh, he's a writer here in Chicago um, let me see <laughs> he's one of those people that also by the way supports ranked choice voting as I think a lot of us oh, do there you I, go. I'm trying to find his poll because on the poll uh, in the list was also included uh, Ordinary People and you wouldn't think of those two mo- did it come out the same year
9: yeah it did and you know that's a that's a movie it's sort of classically controversial in terms of it winning best picture because it beat Raging Bull
3: well that was so that was his question yeah. Yeah. So you can watch one of these 1980 movies tonight. Okay, ready? Yeah. What's your pick? Ordinary People, okay. Blues Brothers, Raging Bull, or Caddyshack?
9: Oh, <laughs> great variety there yeah. too. Isn't it great nice variety range. too. All good movies. Uh, I'm a Scorsese guy. Oh. Uh, you know, to the end. So I'm 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 choosing Raging Bull. Uh, it, you know, it's I I think it is one of his greatest films. I think it's one of De Niro's greatest performances. And uh, all right, you know if, if If people still haven't seen it yet, you know, it's something to behold
3: I've, you know what's interesting about that you know Nick DiGiglio has his I used to have a movie night mm-hmm. um, once a month his movie club kind of uh, event yeah. and uh, but I had to host right after like I usually had to race from the Rosemont AMC all the way downtown yeah. so I, I just haven't seen the last uh, 15 minutes or so when he starts to like do like nightclubs. and yes. stuff yes yeah. yeah his
9: monologue and that's where that's where De Niro put on all this weight and totally changed I mean honestly that, that movie is like one of his most committed performances you know,
3: how much do you think? Because obviously, Brandon Fraser did not put on the 600 pounds. Yeah. Right? yeah.
9: And Darren Aronofsky recently has been like releasing uh, photos and videos on his Instagram page, like showing the process that Fraser went through okay. to get into that position for the whale. Right. Um, and it's pretty impressive. It's 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 just such a massive undertaking of terms of like how long he has to sit there and get that. I would imagine, makeup on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very.
3: I haven't seen the entire thing because again, I so I am in the Screen Actors Guild and I wanted to get through as many films and TV shows as I could. Yeah, um, and I probably, you know, I, I could have started sooner, but it was at the last minute. I'm like, okay, but I had it on kind of in the background for a while. I got a, a taste for it, and then I, I it seems like a beautiful movie.
9: Yeah, you know, I am one. I am a person who did not give it a great rating. Okay, I gave it. I gave it a rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, It is the type of movie that you appreciate the effort and the work that Brendan Fraser delivers in The Whale, um, but it's hard for me to recommend because it is... It's tough. It's tough. It's a painful sort of sit. It's a painful experience. A lot of it feels like it's kind of... uh, uh, overdone, right? And, and there's too
3: many cl- there's too many coincidences with the right with the kid that comes to the door, yes. the the minister, whatever he's doing, the missionary. Correct, right? correct. Um, they and happen to be from the same church that the girl's brother. That was a little, yeah, That, yes. that was and a little too much.
9: Yes, and it, and it's based off of a stage play, so that makes sense. So <laughs> clearly, because the, the whole yeah. thing is
3: shot like a stage
9: play. Correct, yes. and it's shot in his his condo, right? And uh, and, and yeah, so uh, you know, I think. The, you, you know, talking Oscars, the Oscars are in a couple weeks here, and the, the best actor race is still a little bit wide open between Austin Butler for Elvis, mm-hmm. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inisherin, and and Brendan Fraser. I think the three of them are going to be neck and neck for the award, and it'll be interesting to see what the voters pick.
3: I kind of think that a lot of people want to—it's interesting the difference between the Me Too movement and what's happening with Brendan Fraser, Yeah, because Brendan Fraser withdrew from Hollywood. He had been sexually assaulted by a very powerful However, producer uh, felt, you, you know, it made him, it gave him trauma. And I mean, like, and all the women that came forward, like Mary Orsovino and, yeah. I mean, just the name of like,
9: uh, 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 uh Naomi, uh, yeah, Judd. Uh, well, we or, Uh, when, uh, yeah, yeah, Naomi right? Judd. Uh,
3: was it Naomi Winona and the one that we're thinking of?
9: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I loved. At once, Selma Hayek and, and others had came out, and you know, yeah, d- oh, really given. This some... is
3: bothering me and now. I have to Google it, and I hate having. Oh, yeah, it there do are
9: that. there are a f- you know, I I've listened to a lot of uh, my fellow film critics and friends, you know, talk about a lot of those actresses during those times whose careers, especially, still, yeah. should have gone. different Laura It was a
3: big one. Where like uh, where she came back, kind of, yeah, yeah, but not to the level of Brendan. Fr- and I feel like he's gonna win, yeah, because people, Ashley Judd, thank Ashley you very much, Judd, Judge. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you Jerry. Yeah. There were there were so many like I loved her string of action movies in the '90s. Yeah, uh, the one where uh, she has to fake her own death is
9: Double Jeopardy. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> yeah.
3: so, I mean, like, I really, I really enjoyed some of those movies. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, and, and I, she
9: was in the movie Bug with Michael Shannon, a, a William Friedkin movie, and that's like a that is a uh, Tracy Letts play. You right. know, everybody knows him from Steppenwolf, uh, and I, I think like that was a performance where she should have been getting tons of accolades and she wasn't because you know
3: yeah, it's it's just an interesting, uh, I think, a dichotomy there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to find some of the women who did come forward. Uh, Alyssa Milano obviously had come forward as well. We, Reese Witherspoon uh, did say that she had some experiences. But I mean, some of these folks didn't necessarily.
9: One of Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Jennifer Lawrence, a lot of women. Wow. This yeah. These are all the women that joined the Me Too movement, but the ones whose careers were negatively negatively impacted. I think Ashley Judd, uh, Rose McGowan, yeah. obviously yeah. Uh, a, a lot of uh, Selma Blair. Yep. Uh, Megyn Kelly, a uh, lot of stories of, of sexual assault. Yeah, but and I do have the feeling the the momentum seems to be bringing, wanting to bring Brendan Fraser back. Sure. It seems yeah. what it is. I agree. The performance in Elvis is great. Yeah. I could not get past
9: tom hanks oh my god not enough elvis either yeah not enough elvis that's that's my main i mean honestly if, if you go on a movieguy.com my my best actor winner was colin farrell i i think really? okay. his performance is so subtle and you know it again we talk about like putting on the fat suits and putting on the sort of the makeup and the prosthetics there's none of that from farrell and he's just he's just Doing what actors have to do, which is project and be the character that they're trying to be, uh, and and I think uh, I, I think audiences should pick up from that, and and I think it's time for movies to start rewarding the acting and not just the the makeup that gets put on or the transformation that Austin Butler is, you know, cosplaying as Elvis. <laughs> oh, sure, you know, fair. I mean, there's a lot of sort of. Uh, bravado and history, and, and I think Austin Butler's performance is great. Yes. I think he's fantastic, but I think there's a lot of history of Elvis that people know Elvis, and they're saying, "Oh, that's Elvis," and it's not the acting part right. that's doing the work. It's it's a lot of the sort of history and people, kind of the way that Rami Malek was rewarded for Freddie Mercury, sure. and it was just it just looked like Rami Malek was dressed up as as uh, Freddie Mercury. Mercury and if he was doing the actual singing you know the way Austin Butler was doing right. maybe it might have been a, I'd feel different but I think that it just it, you know I, I really think the award should go to Colin Farrell
3: Do you know my favorite uh, and I, because I was little and I didn't know the uh, the singer that was being portrayed by Sissy Spacek and Coal Miner's Daughter Yeah Have you seen this one?
9: Uh, I know I, of I'm, it I'm but I have you. not I'm going to assign that too. Okay Because
3: that is she's remarkable and she does all of her own singing in that movie as opposed to um, I can see her in my mind, Jessica. Uh, Justine. No, no. Who plays. Uh, she played Patsy Cline. Oh. Um, oh, oh no! I'm forgetting. She also played. She was also in the movie <laughs> Francis. See, I, I was born in the '70s, so a lot of the movies of the '70s and the '80s are a yeah. whole uh, lot. It's gonna. I'm gonna take a break. Someone can text me. You know, I, I I can give you tickets to Laugh Factory if you can tell me what, what actress I'm thinking of who played uh, Patsy Cline in the movie uh, Sweet Dreams. More okay. after this with our new friend Leo Brady and Studio Movie Guy. You can go to MovieGuy.com yeah. and uh, see all of his work there. Follow him on on Instagram and Twitter, all the social medias. Uh, He was actually lucky that I stumbled across his message because I am terrible at Instagram messages. I'm like, "What, what is happening here? More in a moment on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal.
0: The Tom Hartman Radio Program provides all of the intelligence, information, and insight you'll need to win the water cooler wars. Weekdays 11 to 2, right here on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter.
9: Hi folks, I'm Kirk Banksett from the Minocqua Brewing Company and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit and lime-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to reproductive rights groups in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer and support reproductive freedom at the same time.
3: Now available at Provisions Uptown Chicago and R&J Wine and Spirits in Glenview as well as Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee where Kate is serving up smiles and drink responsibly.
1: You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820
3: just uh, laughing with my friend, my new friend Leo Brady about how uh, I listen to this station all the time and uh, and more than where I used to work there this station shows a love for all of its hosts and I'll be in my kitchen and my husband's like Patty Vasquez is doing what? She's in my living room she's not doing anything right now <laughs> uh, we are talking movies with Leo Brady I want to thank our friend, from. The, uh, I want to thank Mike uh, from the 847 for texting in the answer to uh, my question I couldn't remember the name of the actress who played Patsy Klein in the movie Sweet Dreams it would be the one and only and the fantabulous uh, Jessica Lang. and you said recently she was in a less than uh, favorable movie with Liam Neeson which is a shame because they're both great actors yeah
9: and, and it was like a throwback to an old uh, an old noir which I was like totally excited for. Uh you know, uh called Marlowe, directed by Neil sure. Jordan, a director who's made a lot what? of fantastic stuff. Is it the
3: one going all the way back to the surprise ending movie? Neil Co- Jordan?
9: Uh, yes, correct. Um I can't uh, remember The The Crying game. game. Yeah, yeah. Oh and, my God. and and Neil Jordan is like a director that I I've loved a lot of his work. He made a film a couple years, I want to say four years ago, called Greta, which was really cool with Isabelle Huppert and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, but, but Marlowe not so much. Marlowe, yeah, man, and I and I gave it all the like hope, and I was like pulling for it, and I wanted it to be great. It's a really cool sort of like noir guys with sort of with uh, the pompadour hats, and yeah, I you see know, it. yeah, yeah, it, and and Liam Neeson playing the tough detective trying to figure out, who, you know, it, it, you know, it's got this long list of actors. And it just never became the wow. movie that I wanted it to be. So yeah, that was a that was a bit of a disappointment. And uh, one, yeah.
3: one star, twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's yeah, not great. that's, yeah. not,
9: not, that's good. not really good. No.
3: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Patricia, Patricia, I, if we, if you would like tickets, you also have the answer to my question. Thank you, Patricia. How are you doing?
6: Good. How are you? Very well. I agree with your. Uh... Kind of agree with your critic about Marlowe, but it had a lot of atmosphere. I liked that
9: old-time at atmosphere. So, yeah, I I, I'm right there with you. The costume design, the settings, <laughs> all that stuff looked good. It's just yeah. that the narrative didn't work all the way out.
3: Patricia, what? Yeah, do, know. What are some of the movies you've liked? In did, the at, that singer? G- what? I'm sorry. What? Uh, what are some of the movies you've liked in the last year?
6: Oh boy. Uh, I go. I try to go to a lot of movies. I usually go to the independent ones. Uh-huh. Uh I never go to the blockbusters. Um, <laughs> That's all right. I, you know, I, I liked all that. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the? Uh, well, that one last year, that Irish family movie. Um, everybody was talking about and the <laughs> Banshees of inner, kind of inner Sheeran.
9: Y- yeah, the Banshees. You no,
6: know, ba- ba- this one. Oh,
9: oh uh, Belfast. Belfast. Belfast, yeah. yeah Kenneth Branagh's, I yeah. I see,
6: see this. I did see this. I was a little too uh, little icky for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a,
3: that's, a, that's a really good point, Patricia. A lot of folks are saying, in the same way that, uh, that that Leo was saying, that the whale is kind of too much, a lot of people felt the same way about mm-hmm. the Banshees of Inner Sheeran is what I'm hearing, yes.
9: too. Yes. Yeah, that movie, yeah. it does take a turn for the uh, very disturbing, yeah. in a way. Uh, and it And it very much plays like, you know, James Joyce old school Irish literature and th- yes. th- that's sort of what it took me back to it's really about like digging into sort of characters and making a choice between choosing yeah. your best friend or the art that you love and I think that's why yeah. I gravitated to I heard it.
6: somebody on the I, I heard one radio host today, he said it was so funny I mean they're kind
9: of
6: you know doing it as a some kind of comedy. I, I didn't find anything.
9: Uh, <laughs> it's a bleak it. comedy. Yeah, yeah, It's
6: so absurd. It's funny, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. acting was the acting was terrific. Uh, bo- both of them, though, Brendan Gleeson and uh, yeah. Carol. Yes. Yeah. That, that that was great. Yeah. I thought it kind of uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and I haven't seen the whale, kind of for the same reason. I hear it's a very uh, it really gets you... It's really good at the end, you know. Uh, it, it, you feel really good at the end, but it's so sad in the middle, I guess, that she's such a sad character. Yeah. So I've kind of been putting that off. I, I may go to see that, though, eventually. Yeah. Uh, especially you, Do you ever stream...
3: Yeah. Do you ever stream movies, Patricia, or do you mostly go uh, to...
6: Yeah, I like to go. I love to go to the big screen. I, I stream old movies, you know, the older movies. Uh... My friend and I were always finding the older movies and uh, uh, pulling them up. Um, yeah, but uh, it's yeah, nice. Uh, we've seen, yeah, we've seen a couple because uh, we didn't want to wait. But generally, I, I like to go and sit there in the big theater. There's never a lot of people there. I mean, you
9: know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and you know, post COVID, we're trying to get back, get people to go back into theaters and. You know, a lot of people have yeah. uh, been grateful, you know, for Top Gun, Maverick sort of rege- yeah. regenerating and, and revitalizing people to go back into the screenings and see theater, go into theaters and see, see movies. So. Yeah.
3: Do you think that's why the Ant-Man, uh, whatever the, the multi, that's why it's doing so well? Because it's got that sort of, you've got to go see it on a big screen kind of yeah, thing.
9: Yeah. You know, and interestingly enough, they, you know, uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp is like one of the few rotten uh, Marvel movies that is on Rotten right. Tomatoes. So I, I think there is sort of a, a little bit of a exhaustion for comic book movies, and there's a craving for a lot more original films. That's so, good. you know I like it. Uh, and, I, and I think that's sort of why even a movie like Avatar The Way of Water or uh, most recently Knock at the Cabin from M. Night Shyamalan have been movies that people are like, I'm going to see that because it's at least original, it's something different, or it's, right. it's not... You know, yeah. superheroes dressed up to to fight bad guys. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Hey, Patricia. Uh, so coming back to the uh, the question I had asked, which was uh, who had played uh, Patsy Cline? Thank you for calling. Uh, with the answer, which was yeah. Jessica Lange. Uh, have, tell uh, have you seen? Do you remember? Because uh, I I saw Coal Miner's Daughter in the theater when I was when I was little. I love yeah. that movie. Isn't that a great
6: movie? Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. And that was uh, Sissy basically playing Loretta Lynn. Who recently passed away? Another her,
2: right? Three yeah, yeah.
6: Lady, very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and also that Robert Altman. What was it, Nashville? That Robert Altman. Oh made yeah, years ago, yeah. If, poster, if, she, f- That was also her. Uh, they never named the stars, but that was about her too. She played this kind of. I don't know.
9: Yes. Yeah. I know.
6: So, person. Yeah. yeah.
9: Fantastic yeah. film as so. well. Yeah,
6: absolutely. Yeah. We'll, oh, absolutely. We'll, 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 I think that puts she's basic on the map. I'm sorry. I th- no,
3: I, I well, Carrie. I think Carrie, and then uh, yeah. and then she nailed it with a uh, coal miner's daughter because she yeah. does all of her own singing.
9: Yeah, and she was yeah, in Terrence yeah. Malick's Badlands. A fall- that's right. Yeah, a film with, with Martin
4: Sheen. Sheen.
9: Yeah, yeah, oh, great, yes. yeah. a great movie. And she, you know, yeah, she's just she's an absolute legend. And uh, yeah, Carrie. I mean, yeah, that, you're, you're so speaking good. my language there, there with we, Brian De Palma. So. Oh yeah, there we go.
3: <laughs> hey, Patricia, with I the correct answer. Uh, would you be interested in going to the Laugh Factory? The, my show is the last Sunday of the month, and I've got a bunch of comics on that show, including if he if he still confirms, our very own WCPT Scott Duff is on that show. Would you like to come and see it?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to.
3: Excellent. Hold on the line, and Lady B is going to get your your name and your email. But but your name, your tickets will be at the door under your name for at least for two. Sound good?
6: Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, Patty. I love your show. Oh, okay.
3: that's very sweet of you. Thank you, Patricia. Have a great weekend. I'll see you. I'll see you at the end okay. of the month.
6: All righty. Thank you.
3: thank you, Thank you. Yes, Scott Duff and I will be at the Laugh Factory, if Scott is still, uh, I have to double confirm with <laughs> yeah. him. But I know he's going to be on one of the shows, uh, and I asked him to do this month's show. We're going to continue our conversation with Leo Brady, our new friend here. Uh, we, we're we bringing, uh, and I might have you in with Mike Crowley sometime, too. We'll talk. Definitely. About, talk movie. We might do the whole two hours of movies, because I, sure. I don't see us getting through stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Leo Brady, go to a movieguy.com to see his work. We'll continue our conversation when we come back. Eduardo, I'm taking your call next on the Heartland.
6: And signal. Jonas Posito Progressive on WCPT Willow Springs is powered by Comed. See how Comed is preparing for a clean energy future at ComEd.com slash Clean Energy.
0: Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter.
1: Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, now, now on WCPT 820.
3: And we are in studio with Leo Brady, uh, movieguide.com, for all of his work. Uh, he, he reviews movies and has seen over 700 movies in 2022. Is that what you've seen?
9: Yeah. yeah. a lot of movies. I'm already up to like 105 so far. This that, year? Yeah, this year. Wow. So I am yeah. on a good pace.
3: Let's. Uh, we're going to have more Academy, <laughs> Academy Award-nominated movies in a moment, but Eduardo has a movie recommendation. Hey, Eduardo, what's on your mind?
2: Yeah, how are you doing? You know, you were speaking, uh, before I get to uh, Luther here, uh, going back to Top Gun, I didn't like Top Gun because uh, I guess I'm in a minority. Uh, Tom Skerritt, uh, Anthony Edwards, Kelly McGillis, I know you, you know where I'm going sure. with my side. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, It's just, and I'm a big James Bond movie and uh, fan, and I don't know, for some reason... Some movies and some franchises, if they don't have all those uh, supporting cats, it's really, I don't know, it just, just doesn't feel like it. Right.
3: Yeah, I wonder if they asked yeah, if they I, could have even asked Tom Skerritt. He's 89.
9: Yeah.
2: Um,
3: I'm
9: a huge Tom Skerritt fan, oh, too. So Such my a God. good actor.
3: And, I mean, if you don't mention Steel Magnolias as one of his big roles, which yes. people wouldn't.
9: I would <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you, you know... I am. It's not so much that the cast didn't come back for some of it. I, I mean, even like Meg Ryan. I don't know why Meg Ryan wasn't brought back for it as well. I, yeah, she's she was right, Goose's right, wife. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, I'm I'm with you on that. It's it wasn't what uh, made it or break, broke it for me on t- in terms of Top Gun. The thing that that I liked about it was it just was a very genuine story, and I felt like it kind of became this story about. A superstar A movie star Sort of seeing his past behind him And where he's going forward Yeah Um, But it still at the end of the day Was kind of a legacy sequel And I think like for that Again going back to like originality of films that, That I like tend to love And gravitate to It still felt like a movie that You know was Banking off of the history Of the first Top Gun
3: I have a hear somebody on Twitter, by the way, that says uh, the Top Gun Maverick movie is good, but it should have been called. No, seriously, you could have found a role for Kelly McGillis, and you know it. Yes. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yes, this, this is very true, and and, and if you're going to have Jennifer Connelly in your movie, you got to do a little bit more with her because yeah. she's so good. Yeah,
3: I mean yeah. they did a good job of just implying that there was a history there. and We don't need to know it, kind yeah. of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, which was
3: kind of whatever. But uh, yeah. but I'm with. I mean, it would have been nice to see. But the scene with Val Kilmer
9: is is really lovely. I thought they did a really yeah. beautiful job yeah. with that. Yeah.
3: And did, but Eduardo, the kid who played uh, Anthony Edwards' son, I'm sure he has a name. He's been nominated for an
9: Academy Award. Miles Teller. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, he's he's on. Else. I,
9: yeah, I don't know if he has been. I, I, well, he was in Whiplash with you know yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. yeah, okay, but yeah.
3: Uh, but that guy, I thought he did a great job. Uh, yeah. You know, the goofy mustache and all. Right. What do you think, Eduardo? No. Oh, I think Eduardo's gone. You mean on the, oh.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. You you're talking about the sequel, or you talking about the the, si- uh, the
3: sequel? I original. thought the the kid who played the kid was. No, good. I
2: never saw the sequel. Yeah, I never saw the sequel. Oh,
3: you haven't seen the sequel.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen no, no because yeah, that's why I brought up the uh, supporting because That's but, why I kind of like took a pass on it. Oh, I interesting.
3: Oh, for the oh okay. Hold on, on a second.
2: still so the superstar of the movie, and I kind of want the movie to be more I, right. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Look, the, I think your frustrations will still be there, but I, I say check it out. It's a fun movie. I think it does. The they don't do the volleyball. They do the football. And they
9: I, do the football. Yeah, that's I, good. I mean, and the no, in-flight no, stuff they is they fascinating. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the the shots. I mean. The sort yeah. of camera sitting on the on the dash while you're in the in the jet with them is really throwing stuff. And, and,
3: and women <laughs> flying fighter jets. Yeah. I'm sorry. I w- I wanted to join the air force. Yeah. I, I didn't want to be t- Kelly McGillis. I wanted to be Tom Cruise. You're right. So it was fun to see some women in those yeah, uh, I mean, in fine. those jets. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. that, that's fine with me. Yeah. I don't. care. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Eduardo. Yeah. I, of course not. I, I, I get you. I get it.
2: Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you quickly about Luther. So I don't know if any of you. I I first saw this on PBS. PBS has some great okay uh, stuff on there. Uh, MI5, uh, I thought it was, that's how I got into all this PBS shows. I, I watch Endeavor now. Uh they got some great shows on there. I mean <laughs> forget American TV but they got some great shows on PBS. And Luther, I tripped over that. Uh I ever since I watched almost every episode over there and so what do you think about about this latest uh, Luther uh, movie.
9: Yeah, yeah, so that's actually one of my new reviews this week. Um, here we go. Yeah, and I'm actually maybe qualified and not qualified to be reviewing this movie, because I've never seen an episode of Luther, but I kind of really relish and sort of like look forward to watching a movie of a TV show that I haven't watched any episodes for, because it's like, okay, I'm excited, I don't know anything, maybe it can still work, and I if you're a big fan of Luther, I think you will really like this movie, but I I did not love it because I thought the first half of the movie was incredibly exciting, kind of reminded me of a movie like David Fincher's 7. Mm-hmm. And then Ooh. and then the second half really just became pretty boring and didn't really get to where I wanted it to go. Okay. So I mean Idris okay. Elba's great. Cynthia Rivo's really good in it too. Andy Circus is the villain in this and he is quite terrifying at times. Um but at the end of watching it I was like, hmm, maybe that should have just been a couple episodes of Luther. <laughs> so
2: Well, yeah.
3: there you go. Yeah. Well there you go, Eduardo.
2: Well get into the uh the Get get the uh, the the uh, the episodes from the previous seasons and compare with the.
3: He watches seven hundred movies like a year. He's not picking up a series. <laughs> hey,
9: well, I mean, I'm watching The Last of Us. Uh, you know, I, I try to watch that's, as much television really cool. as as oh, I can. Those things, uh, but it's tough. It's uh, tough. It's tough to keep up. But yeah, but um, but Luther seems like a show that would be right up my alley. So I definitely. Uh, here's, a, here's another thing. This is the last one, and I'm getting off here. Uh, Nick, just you know Nick. He didn't like this
2: because they ran it by him. Yeah. Cleaning uh, Lady on Fox. Okay. I like Cleaning Lady. Okay. okay. I, I picked it, it up uh, first the second half of the first season, and I, I got into it. So I'm gonna have to go and go back and watch the first season. Okay. From the beginning, but I really like it. I mean,
3: and I'll have to get a, a TV reviewer. <laughs>
9: there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, Eduardo.
9: <laughs> Thanks, Eduardo. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take yep.
3: care. Thank you. Thank you. It's, okay. So everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yo, I really need to know the act. Actor's name instead of calling him short round for the rest of my life. Kihi
9: Kwan. Kihi
3: Kwan. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And another actor, Stephanie Song, is,
9: is also? Uh, uh, Stephanie Su. Su- yeah. okay. Yep. Yep. And then Jamie Lee Curtis yes. and uh, the uh, amazing James Hong, uh, You know, an actor that I absolutely love. I mean, I remember him from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, uh, Blade Runner. I mean, this is a guy who's been in everything. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so this is sort of the front runner. You know, everybody's going to be you know watching it. I think it's do, it, doing another run in theaters right now because it's the front runner. It just won the ensemble award at the SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, You're uh, welcome, by the way, cast. Yeah, you know <laughs> a, a, exactly. And as of right now, it looks like it's the movie to, to beat. It looks like it's almost unstoppable. The Daniels, the two directors, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Uh, they they look like they're a lock for best director as well. So, I mean, you know, it's a movie that when I first saw it, it kind of exhausted me. Sure. It's, it's got a lot going, a lot happening. And um, then I watched it. It's interesting. Then I watched it a second time with my wife, and we had this just long... Thought provoking, beautiful conversation after we got done watching it. So I I think it's that kind of movie. I think it is a type of movie that you recommend to pretty much anybody because it's doing something so unique. Uh, it might take a couple views for you to love it as much as everybody else is loving sure, sure. it, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's something special.
3: Well, and, and the way that they, you know, the, the threat to all the universes and, and how it, it came to be, I mean, like, I mean, I was a teenage girl with a lot of emotions, so I can kind of see that. I could see how I might
9: destroy the universe. <laughs> right, right. <Thanks. laughs> exactly. I mean, I could see having that much power. Yeah, you know, and it talks about, like, fate and, and the choices you make yeah. and, and what you do with those choices. And what uh,
3: you think is going to make you Happy, yeah,
9: right, yeah, exactly, exactly, and, and no matter what happens in your life, it's like everything, everywhere that happened has yeah. led you to this moment, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, it, it really is. A, a, at its core, it's really a beautiful film. I think it's like. 10 to 15 minutes too long.
3: That was the thing. That's <laughs> the thing they didn't like. Obviously, they make everything very one dimensional in one sense. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, tax uh, uh, auditor yeah. elements. I was just like, no, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, right. By the way, uh, Mirna wants to, to say this uh, Space Chimps <laughs> is from 2008. Okay. Didn't get much publicity, but it's a cute and funny family. Friendly movie, I didn't see. I didn't see the second one. Not, I, I don't remember Space Chimps. Do I you,
9: haven't seen it. I have, I have not seen Space Chimps. I, I, I
3: may have to take a look at Space Chimps. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, I I I will have to go. You know what? What's fun for me is uh, we have a teenage. Well, my son's almost twenty now, but we every. Uh, he still comes home and, and he's like, okay, what movie do you want me to see? He, yeah. he likes to see the movies that we grew up. My parents shared their love of movies. You know, whether it was Jimmy Cagney, Catherine Hepburn. I mean, yeah. you know, bringing up Baby and, and uh, a Holiday and uh, you know all the Catherine Hepburn. are yes. some of my favorites. My yep. dad loved John Wayne.
9: Yep, um, the African Queen. And, the, yeah, uh,
3: I, you yeah. know, I was just telling my husband, I've never seen the African Queen.
9: Oh, it's quite good.
3: I don't like. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody who's going to hate me for this. I don't like Humphrey Bogart. Interesting. And I don't know if it's because I knew him first. I was not born yet, but I knew yeah. him first as the bad guy. Yeah. In most of the Jimmy Cagney movies. Okay. He's the bad guy in Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. yeah. What well, uh, you should probably see him in Key Largo. He's pretty great in that with Edward G. Robinson. That's you know, a pretty great movie. I would
3: imagine. <laughs> I, I, like I didn't get him as the the romantic lead in Sabrina. Like when I've seen uh, him, like.
9: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, that, that that can make sense. I'm like, that, but that's seriously? not yeah. right, right? I mean, he's not exactly, he's not Gene Kelly. No. Yeah, he's not like, you know. He's not Harrison Ford. Either, or but Cary <laughs> Grant. Yeah, he's not. The, do you yeah. remember the
3: remake? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Harrison yeah. Ford and Greg Kinnear. Correct. Yeah, which is yeah.
9: interesting. Yes,
3: yeah. See, now we're not talking Academy Award movies anymore. <laughs> let me, uh, let's me. let take a break here, and we'll, we'll wrap up with, uh, and we'll, we'll talk again before the Academy Awards, but yeah. uh, maybe I'll have you and Mike, and I might get Matt Fetterman or somebody. We'll, we'll have a conversation, but um, let's take a break here. We're hanging out with Leo Brady. Go to movieguy.com to learn more about the work that he does, and um, seven 700 films from last year alone. <laughs> yeah. you have, now you all your assignment everyone is to read every single review he so has oh, on this
0: website. Man,
9: there, it's there too you. many. <laughs>
0: too many to count.
3: More after this on WCPT 820 <laughs> <A20>,
0: heartland <laughs> signal. Tom Hartman. If we burn all the known reserves of fossil fuel in the world, we will push beyond 4 degrees Celsius. That will be beyond catastrophic. So we've
5: got to get that under control. We've got to figure out how to get carbon out of the atmosphere, and there are some good technologies
0: for that. If we can go from the Wright Brothers to putting a man on the moon in 66 years, we should be able to figure out how to get carbon out of the atmosphere. The Tom Hartman Radio Program. Weekdays, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on WCPT 820 where facts matter. Check up on health with Chris Whitting. Because facts matter, you are listening to WCPT 820.
9: I'm Kirk Banksett from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Heart Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit and lime-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to reproductive rights groups in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing heart seltzer and support reproductive freedom at the same time.
3: Now available at Provisions Uptown Chicago and R J. and j Wine and Spirits in Glenview, as well as Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee, where Kate is serving up smiles and drink responsibly.
1: Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820
3: got a few minutes left before we wrap up for the weekend. Uh, we have in studio Leo Brady. If you're watching on the Facebook live stream, might want to say hi to everybody and get a chance to check in, check out all the conversation there. I'm sure we've got our friend who wants to keep jumping in and, and just like some people just want to be like uh, just needlessly cynical and you know, right. ugly. Yes. But uh, but I can't <laughs> imagine anyone's being ugly about movies. No. I so mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all fun. about movie love. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So we, we've talked about some of the Academy Award nominated films. Yep. What are some of the other films Uh, that are nominated that you want folks to... uh, to, Oh, you know, before we do that, you you also have Creed 3
9: out. Yes, Creed 3 is the big movie this weekend. And, uh, you know, there's going to be maybe some differing views of opinion, but I think it's like 80% uh, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm a huge fan of this one. I, You know, I was a huge fan of Creed... The the first Creed directed by Ryan Coogler, uh, I was a fan of the second Creed, but I actually think the third one is better than the second. Interesting. So uh, this is this is Michael B. Jordan, the lead actor who plays Adonis Creed. This is his directorial debut, and he really knocks it out of the park here. It's something that's very different in terms of Rocky movies. It has it, it sprinkles in the. Rocky montages and the oh, fight really? sequences okay. and all of that stuff that you love to see, but it, it really is a movie that has... Um, a villain that is actually a character has actual depth, has a past with Adonis in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villain is, uh, Dame Anderson, played by Jonathan Majors, an actor that a lot of people have been loving. Uh, he is just continuing to have a meteoric rise as an actor. He is really impressive here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, th- I think like even the fight sequences, the fighting in the ring, the boxing. Is is totally different than what we've seen from those Rocky movies. Um, it, it's almost like uh, dance sequences or kung fu being done right. in the ring, and there's a there's a cadence and a pace to it that like just really had me pumping my fist and cheering for it. And I think I think fans who have loved Creed one and two are going to feel like this is a perfect little topper to the trilogy. I I think it's something for fans to go out and see this weekend.
3: Okay, cool. And and obviously another movie that's fun to watch on the big screen, because you've got, I mean...
9: It's it's one of the first boxing movies filmed on IMAX, and and it's going to be playing on IMAX, so I mean, it it should look great in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and Michael B. Jordan has has totally taken on this role. For our last caller who was saying he was upset about actors not coming back, again, Sylvester Stallone is not in this, there is. But he was in the other ones. He was in the first two, and there and there's there because Irwin Winkler and Stallone had had a divide at where this character was going, so Stallone did not come back for this third installment, and they have moved on from Rocky very much so in this version, and. Uh, I actually think the movie's better for that because it sort of stands on its own two feet and it doesn't have to rest on the history of Rocky. Where the second one's about Ivan Drago's kid, the first one's more about Rocky than it is even about Adonis. Okay. This third one is is about Adonis and his life, his family, and his past coming back to you know battle him in the ring. It's really and exciting. It's little, stuff. So it
3: sounds like it's a little bit like the first Rocky.
9: Yeah, very much so, very much so. And, and it, but it kind of turns on its head where the guy that that Adonis is fighting is Basically, the version of Rocky. He's the guy who's down on his luck, and he's the guy who's looking for the chance to fight in the ring. But he is actually the villain to, to Adonis in this one, and that that is a really unique twist. And I think uh, the screenplay was written by Ryan Coogler. I think it's Ryan Coogler's brother as well who co wrote it with him. And uh, it's you know it's really quite an impressive uh, movie to watch.
3: I should I haven't seen any of the Creed movies, but yeah. it's nice. Always nice to have a movie to check out that people really seem to like. So yeah, for sure. Play.
9: Yeah, and. and Honestly, I do recommend all three. I okay. mean, Creed's, Creed's one through three have been really yeah, spectacular. My, I'm going to start with three. Yeah. yeah. Bef- before we
3: go, uh, are there any movies that you've seen that are coming out that you're looking forward to seeing upcoming?
9: Oh yeah! Wow, Ooh, you're putting me on the spot here. That- um, you know, I, I've got South by Southwest coming up next week. I'll oh, be yeah. in Austin, Texas for 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 that week, covering a lot of movies. Um, I know that you know in terms of superhero movies, the next movie coming out is Shazam: Fury nope. of the Gods. I don't. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not done. too interested in that. John Wick Four. I'm yes. excited for that one. Yes, please. I'm excited More for much. that one. I yeah. you know I I love Keanu. Give me, give me all of that, Keanu. Do and, not
3: hurt a man's dog. Is all I'm yes. saying. Yes,
9: yeah. And there's a movie that was out in uh, at the Sundance Film Festival called Magazine Dreams with Jonathan Majors again, which is about a, you know a bodybuilder. You know, and uh, you know if for fans who maybe don't read my stuff enough, I, one of my favorite actors of all time is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. I, I do not uh, uh, say that lightly. I think you know Terminator Two and Terminator those are all great movies, but. Um, the, this is a movie about that kind of like leans towards pumping iron and it, and Jonathan Majors is this guy who's a a bodybuilder trying to become the next great Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of guy so cool. it, it sounds like an exciting film so i'm okay. looking forward to that
3: excellent well it was a pleasure to meet you and look forward to having you back yeah. again it's leo brady go to a but to read his hundreds of movie reviews and uh, we'll have you back in studio soon awesome. have a great weekend
9: thanks so much patty absolutely Appreciate it. pleasure
3: yeah. everyone have a wonderful weekend thank you lady b Let's all get some rest and uh, come back and continue the conversation on Monday. Mike Crute's up next with The Devil's Advocate. I will be on with Rick Smith at 9 o'clock our time. Bye, everybody.